Hello, listeners. Welcome to Dice Weave Season Zero. I'm Alex Conwell, your host. Before we get started, I'd like to go over a few things. First, this is an actual play podcast, meaning that I and a group of my friends are going to tell a story by playing a tabletop role-playing game. I will serve as the game master, populating and controlling the world that the players will explore. While we will be acting as characters, we are also people playing a game for fun. You can expect characterization and hopefully interesting plot, but there will also be a lot of silliness. Sometimes we will roll dice to determine outcomes of situations. Don't worry if you aren't able to follow the mechanics of the game. They are simply there to provide structure to our in-world interactions. Second, this iteration of Diceweave is an experiment. While we, the players, are all familiar with role-playing games, we are new to this particular system, Genesis, as well as this particular world, Zavrik. This is also the first podcast any of us have been involved in. It is a test launch produced as a college project to help jumpstart a dream before I can fully commit to its production post-graduation. As such, I am referring to it as Season Zero. Season Zero will involve only a few episodes forming one short story arc. I'll explain more about that during the mid-roll. But for now, sit back, relax, and allow yourself to roll into our web. Okay. Welcome to our first session of Dice Weave Pod. I'm Alex Conwell. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. My friends call me Lexi. I am the GM. Sam? Hi! I guess this is me next. I'm Sam. I use it, it, its, or she, her, hers. I'm not the GM for this podcast. <laughs> what character are you playing? Oh, I'm playing Olelith. Olelith? This is the first time I've heard this name. Spelled with a lot of E's. Oh in fact, every vowel in that word is an E. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, I'll write that down too. A Lilith. Howdy, internet strangers. My name is Will, he, him, his, professional dumbass, nice to meet you. My character is called, oh god, I'm... Tyekorek? Oh, that, I can't even pronounce his own name. Tyekorek. Tyekorek. Is there uh, something hopefully that'll be shortened to something I can actually pronounce, says the person who created the name, but I am a bug boy. Great. Uh, well, my name's Issa. I use they, them, theirs. Uh, I'm playing Captain Aval. It's my ship. Everyone should call me Captain. No promises. Okay. Uh, I guess What's that's everyone. My ship. I guess we'll get started. Zavrik is said to have once been a vibrant world, constantly changing, comfortably orbiting its two sons, Uox and Jeek. The old gods, the martyrs, the threads, the liars, often meddled in the affairs of mortals, shaping the world to their whims, entertained by their creations. That Zavrik is no more. Now, Zavrik is a seemingly dead world, an empty desert jewel blasted by its binary stars, its creators nothing but stories, twisted by each passing generation. Looking closer, however, one can find pockets of life with a variety of intelligent and non-intelligent species who exist, even thrive, in its skeleton. Zavrik's inhabitants survive by the grace of the shards, powerful crystals catalyzed by the great trishells or by mortal imagination to create water, life, even beauty on Zavrik's empty canvas. The endless sands are melted with sunlight and mixed with metals to create tools and powerful glass ships to traverse the wastes, while in the underground, more than just shadows lurk outside the Dark Dweller cities. Through it all, the light of Kadex, the third sun behind the eyes, reaches into every corner of every shadow, every hole under every rock, and every filament of every mind. 
Sometimes, remnants believed to be of the old world filter out of the dust of time. People find them, seeking knowledge, power, or just a change of pace. Our story begins with one such group of people. We begin our story somewhere in the ragged dunes between Falmatre and Paltrow. To the east, Uwax sits just above the horizon, its blue glow collecting on an angry-looking cloud of sand. Further above it hovers Jeek, its hot yellow light splitting on the sh in the shimmering glass hull of the Syzygy. Heading south, the Syzygy glides over the sands, the top of a dune splattering as it thunders down the other side. Captain Sonuk of all stands at the helm. What's right. up? Uh, well, I'm uh, Debra, so I'm like furry, vaguely <laughs> ape-like, mediumish green fur. I'm wearing a tricorn hat and like white leather-esque armor, and I'm steering steering the ship. Okay, <clears throat> probably keeping an eye on that storm that you can see off uh, in the yeah. distance. What else are people doing? You first. No, please go ahead. I have absolutely no idea what people do in this universe. <laughs> Well, it, it is okay, because I am a Shikra and a tech for the uh, uninitiated. I am a bug boy, as discussed earlier. Well, technically half bug, half human. I have four arms, bug head, and wearing a weird robe. And you know why that is? Because I am not just an ordinary bug boy. I am a prophet of the old gods, and I have come... To, to save this corrupted world from its own destruction, and therefore I am standing at the front of this of my vessel, arms outstretched. It's my vessel. It's everything, my child, is a vessel in the, <laughs> in the eyes of a god, of the god. Of That's I. captain to you. I would like to point out that this character has absolutely no internal monologue. Everything is said aloud. <laughs> Much like the player. <laughs> what are you doing at the front of the ship? I am eyeing this storm on the horizon, knowing full well this is a prophetic sign, and that this storm will lead us to on the path of righteousness. So I say to you, my uh, loyal disciple. That's captain to you. We must go. We must go onward into the eyes of the of the evil sun itself. Here. I don't know why I allowed you on my ship, but it is all right. It is not shameful to not know your place in this strange apocalyptic world. But just it is make all right. sure. <laughs> just make sure we've got enough wind to keep the sails moving. Of course, I will provide as the gardener does for his will, citizens, subjects. <laughs> All of that was said aloud for the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I take it you are using your shard staff to catalyze wind in the direction that you are wanting to go. Naturally. On this glass ship. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I would say that I'm downstairs tending to the algae, catalyzing water and whatnot. Definitely just water. <laughs> Sorry, did I say algae? I meant water. <laughs> <laughs> I am a 4'11 dark dweller human with black black hair that goes down to my waist. <laughs> canon now. What? That's canon now. No, I should have said it! <laughs> ah! 
It's okay, but my eyes aren't black. They're stupid purple because bad anime character tropes. Pale as all get out. The best description for what my character wears is most importantly, I would say, the, be the bad aviator sunglasses that he never takes off. You know, large, stereotypical, we're talking airplane movie kind of aviator sunglasses. A um, glossy, um, seemingly dark blue, not midnight, a little bit lighter suit jacket with a uh, pleated maxi skirt with uh, slits up to the knees on both sides for movement. Oh, also, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the blazer is ex the suit jacket is exceedingly glossy, aggressively so. Like, sh like not not shiny, glossy. I'm talking glossy. Uh, so you are on your way to Paltrill. You, as a crew, and from Captain Naval, you got wind of a an important find that no one is really talking about. You just know that something was found in the mining town of Paltrill. And you, being the enterprising treasure hunters that you are, you want to acquire it. You are sailing on your way, but that storm is getting closer. Hmm. You're going south, so it's on okay. your right, trying to go around dunes and, but generally stay on course for Paltrow. All right, yeah. So as, as you uh, as, as you blow the wind uh, into the sails in the direction you want to go, I'm like steering it away from it, so we're still keeping on track mostly. It's not like as fast as it could be, but it's faster than the engine, which is kind of a bad engine. What direction is the storm moving? Is it just kind it's of- It's towards you. Oh, it's, it's getting closer. Mm. Yes. I recommend getting uh, below deck like me, because uh, the algae's fine. I mean, water. Water's <laughs> fine. <laughs> One cannot run from the heavens. One must see the remnants of destruction from the greatest devil of all. And with that, the storm catches up with you, and there's like the leading edge of it hits the palladium glass hull, and there's a lot of sand and clattering. I pull you... my hat down to protect my eyes. I got uh, here. I'm going to try to catalyze the sand into a protective, to using the sand around me to form a protective barrier so that I don't get blown off the ship. Around you specifically? Yeah, just me. Okay, <laughs> make an average catalyzing check. Ooh. Okay, so you got, you actually failed the roll because you, um, they canceled out. But you do have a triumph and two advantages, which means that you didn't get the barrier, but something good happened. Ooh. Do I get to decide what that is, or is yes. that up to your discretion? All right. We so. can discuss that. We can, yeah. Something really good happened. That's excellent. Can I say that I didn't get the barrier, so I get thrown onto something that hopefully keeps me on the ship? But in exchange, like, something I tried to construct the barrier out of turns out to be shiny and valuable. Sure, you found something shiny. <laughs> yeah. Don't you eat found the shiny thing. some kind of, I think actually some kind of critter. Ooh. I think a shelled critter ended up getting caught up in this storm and kind of thudded into you. Yeah, so you have a, what is, looks like a tiny shiny crab. Um, also, this episode brought to you by Moana. <laughs> you can also spend, so you would mark two strain because you cast a spell, but you can spend your two advantages to regain two strain. Cool, in that case I will do just that. And I, so I'm like 
still being buffeted but by wind, but I'm on the ship. I like the idea that you like caught the thing and then start like bouncing around the ship holding on to your new crab friend. You caught this little crab and it kind of knocked you over down underneath the, the railing. Um, and so you're currently protected from the sand. I hold the crab close to my chest and say, Hello, little child. You, I knew that this devilish incarnation was actually a sign. Yes, surely you lost Child of the old world will lead me to great things. You're I, feeding that thing, right? What, what is your name, little friend? It kind of waggles its legs at you. We already have a mascot character. We're like, what, half an hour? <laughs> Not even? Do I need to like yes. make any kind of check to keep- You are going to make a check. There it is. Um, okay. Because of the storm, to, you're trying to- Presume, I assume you're trying to stay on course. I don't know. Yeah. What would yeah, you like yeah. to do? You want I'm, to stay I'm on trying course? to stay on course. I'm trying to, you know, get through it as efficiently as possible. This is a particularly bad storm. So mm. make a hard operating check. Cool. Uh, that is two successes and three threats. Oh, three threats. Okay. That's so not you succeed success. in maintaining your course, but something not great happens. I lose my hat. No, I'm not losing my hat. You promised me a hat. I'm not losing it. <laughs> Immediately loses his uh, hat. What, what, I have another hat. It's fine. What do you think? You maintain your course, mm -hmm. but I think that... I don't... If it's a particularly bad storm, it could like rip a sail or something. Okay. Just move slower. I like that. Yeah, your sail ends up carrying a bit. Um, Great. So you're going to have ongoing black dice um, for maneuvering, I think. So you continue to sail between dunes, trying to avoid as much of the wind as you can. And then you get reached like a second layer of the sandstorm. And now there's a boulder coming out of the sky that you can see. A boulder? Yeah. So the boulder. That's not great. What do you do? Does anyone? Uh, I'm going to, is it like coming at the ship? Like yes. will it hit us? Oh, great. How big is this boulder anyway? Two meters in diameter. So I guess I will catalyze a part of the sandstorm to send a gust of wind and whatever debris I can manifest into the boulder to try and push it off course. Hmm. Okay, I think it's gonna be a hard check. Why don't you just try to blow it up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't explode things. So I, hard you can do earth manipulation. Well, I think you get, what, two you can just blow it up. up. That's true, you could. Uh, so, it is a complete wash. Wow, nothing happened. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so the boulder... I think the boulder... I'm gonna try to maneuver, like, away from it also. Okay. I also have absolutely no idea this is happening, I know. so I can't help. Sorry. It's okay. First I'm gonna try to maneuver out of it, and then if nothing happens there, then I'll uh, yes. yell at you to come Can I intimidate out. the boulder? How hard is it to... <laughs> how hard is it to, to maneuver out of the way of this thing? I think it's going to be... A hard check. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just yell for a little to come up here and do something. Okay. This boulder slams into the side of your ship. And it slams into the Fine. ship right next to Alelith. Alelith. So Great. actually, your, you shouting is drowned out, but mm. very Tiny. much gets your attention, Alelith. And um, I think your ship is going to take two damage, okay. which uh, is yeah, yeah. soaked. All right, are you doing anything to, uh... Um, well, react. the boulder's already crashed into That's the ship, true. so is there actually anything left to do? <laughs> I'm going to just, like, put... I'm going to, uh, 
get the uh, get my rope out of my backpack and tie the crab friend to my person. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Are there any other boulders inside, or can I just keep going? Um, make a perception check. Do I, have I think I definitely would have walked upstairs by now. Okay. Yeah, so I'm hoping. You poke your head out of the hole in the floor and. Uh, look around and see that, yeah, there's a lot of sand everywhere. You get a blast of sand in your... <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, duck back down underneath that. <laughs> Alright, what's this perception check? That's two successes and an and advantage. And an advantage. You are looking around, you can see shapes in the storm that might be more boulders or other large objects, but you also, I think, recognize a way through. Cool. Um, I'd go there. <laughs> You'll have to make a check. Okay, that's failure and advantage. Amazing. Okay, so you can you don't manage to get into this this kind of pathway, okay. but you do you don't get totally turned around. You can still see it, and okay. uh, you might be able to get to it again. I, can I try and use my shard magic to uh, shift the wind to at least push us closer to the right direction? Sure. You can help Captain Naval's next check, rather than making it your own. Actually, go ahead and make your check, and it will downgrade. I'm gonna have this be average. That is two, two successes. successes and two advantages. Okay, so with your help, the next operating check will be downgraded by two. Ooh! That's one success and two advantages. Okay. You managed to get into the corridor that you saw in the distance. Nice. You can kind of see the way out. You can see that you're almost out. And then, just like that, the storm is over, and you- That was easy. Your ship is covered in sand. Can I make a check to see if I can- if I know the species of crab I found? Sure. Um, what? that will be a science check, which okay. you- it's just flat in intelligence for you. Okay. Two success and an advantage. You even yeah. know what to name it. <laughs> um, what do we think this kind of crab is? Because it is a- is the kind of crab that has silica embedded in its shell, um, giving its pearly color. It seems friendly. Oh. Yes, all right. Or and as much I've, as a crab can be. I raise this crab friend to my um, to head level and say, "You have guided us well, small one. I shall, I shall christen you Krabby, um, and I just." Give it a little pat on whatever head-like appendage it has. Last I checked, Krabby didn't do any of the steering. Did you not witness the incredible gust of wind that helped guide your vessel onto the path of enlightenment? I uh, mean, you can't really witness a gust of wind. Krabby makes a little snapping at your arm and ends up pinching you. Me? Yeah. Does it have an exoskeleton? <laughs> it doesn't do much, but you do notice it. I, I, I look at the captain and say, Your blasphemous accusations have angered this uh -huh. herald of the gods. Great. Uh, there's sand everywhere. Get a broom. So I sigh. I just perch, I perch Krabby on my um, shoulder and I tap my staff to, I tap my staff to the ground and pushing the sand off the ship or whatever I do with it. In fact, I try to take some of it and build a little house. Crab. <laughs> Crabby Sand is house. currently Great. holding on to your antenna. It's just kind of hanging there. <laughs> Excellent. What a lovely friend. <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay, now that the storm has passed 
and you have managed to get through it. You make it the rest of the way to Paltrill oh, without yeah. much other issues. By the time you get there, it is getting dark. One of the suns, I believe it was Uwax, has gone down. You can kind of see its glow over the horizon. Although, there is another sun. There's a lot of suns. So, how much how much darker it really is, is arguable. There's always cadets, too. Big ups to cadets. Is it dark enough that I can take off my shades? No, yeah. You have managed to make it to Paltrill, which is basically a big tiered pit in the ground with various entryways in it. There, there's a the kind of port equivalent in this world um, where you would be able to um, dock. check in and dock. Ah uh, yes, a sand port. Yes, mm -hmm. it is a sand port. Also, what are the laws concerning open carry in these areas? You can ask the dockmaster. Who? At the ship's approach comes out. You can see that they are a Sig Secure man. Sig Secure are the lizard folk. This one in particular has bluish scales. Okay, so you pull in to you basically roll up, and there's a couple other ships roll here too. Are any of them better than mine? Not really. Good. And this dockmaster comes up after I I assume you drop your gangplane. Drop so oh. you come pushing your cart out, and this Sieg Secure man comes up and... Hello! My name is Jivrim, and I am welcome to our humble town. What nice brings to you here? He kind of is waggling his hand. One of, one of his hands seems to be missing a, a finger. We're just sightseeing. Greetings, my child. I am Tyakurk of the Infinite Hive. I am here on a holy crusade, and... I am very grateful to have your blessings. You can be getting cool. a lot of those around here lately. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to take a look around. Take a uh, like to look at your cart here. Huh? This is just water. <laughs> Whoa! We don't want to get dehydrated here now, do we? We don't want any want want anyone dying because they can't get their water, right? He's right. You go ahead and make your check. Uh, this is going to be opposed. Wow, I rolled bad. You failed. Oh, that is a failure. And a disadvantage. With one threat. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to look anyway. Never know what people going to bring through here. Can I flirt yeah. to distract? I guess you can try. I can't stop you. <laughs> oh, before you, before you do that, I just want to, to ask you. What, what is he wearing? Uh, he's got kind of a dusty, not cowboy hat, but like sun hat. Sun hat. It's, it's oh. not... It's not straw, but it's a similar material. Okay. It's that shape that you would think of when you think of a straw hat. Where did you get that hat? I'm always on the lookout for good hats, and yours is... It really suits you. Oh, that is a lot of successes. Four successes, but two threats. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, so you succeed. He actually gets distracted, and he's like, Oh, why, thank you. I, um, this hat was made by my niece. It was very kind oh. of her. So yeah, can I can quickly wheel the cart past him or something? Yeah, but yes, <laughs> go, you can go ahead and do that, but you are going to get stuck in conversation. Why, well, yes, my niece made this hat. It was very kind of her. She's over in Volnitre, and oh. just not that far from here. And I've spent some time there myself. You wouldn't happen to know a Brazigra, would you? Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. No, um, I've definitely just robbed this place before. I think I do know. I think I do know. <laughs> this is just a random person. Just <laughs> Going... Oh wait, yeah, I don't mean I, I story think... point to, to... Do you want to spend a story point to have robbed Brazigra? Kind of. Can I spend a story point? It's not like they're important. 
Sounds good. I robbed your secret before. Sure, I've been I've been there before. Oh, well, if you ever happen to go by there again, say hi to her. Yeah. Friend Zegra is a friend of mine. Well, um, it's lovely to make your acquaintance then. I awkwardly okay. butt into the conversation and say greetings. <laughs> you uh, seem to be a local of this place, yes. I was hoping to know where I could acquire some sustenance for my small herald over here, and I, at this point, pluck um, Krabby off of my antenna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been hanging the whole time. Yes. The only fan art that exists for this is fan of Krabby. Change my mind. <laughs> Uh, I have a treasure on my car, you don't see me fucking bring it about everything. <laughs> you... That's the actual thing I'm trying to hide. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm asking it, yeah. Wow, this is a fine critter. Where did you find this one? I've never seen such a beautiful pearl sand strider. Where did you come across such a friend? It was gifted from me for the heavens above, the, in, a in the turbulent storm of the demonic sun itself. I, in, I strode to rescue this being of the judge, and, and I have emerged victorious, and now I must feed my child after a long and arduous battle, so please, may, please, I beseech you, where can I find some food? Hmm. <laughs> I just, I ran Let's out of fancy like, words. What you crap eat? Can I get a waffle? Can I please get a waffle? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what Pearl sand striders eat, you know, but sure, it's just like anyone else, so try Tranmarig's general store on your way. Um, it's on the way to High Tunnel Tavern, which I assume you, I mean, it's a nice place, place to stay. Tell them that Jivrim sent you. Thank you, my child, he says to the person definitively older than him. Then I sort of take the, I put the crab back on my antenna. <laughs> With the rope Good. from the sandstorm still like dangling off of him, and gra I grab the captain by the arm and say, "Onwards!" Well, hold on, one, one, one second, one second. So you see, I got a there's a bad sandstorm like uh, my crew member here was was talking about, uh, and uh, one of my sails got ripped. Do you think you could? I mean, do you think you could take a look at it for me? I know I don't. I know we just met and all, but I'm really feeling like uh, Roll. like I'm just <laughs> that is. Success. Uh, success and, and one advantage. Yeah. Well, yes, I could take a look at your sails. I, I'm, I'm glad you made it through all right. Yeah, um, it was it was a rough journey, but we we got through, and I'm really glad because at the end of the day, you know, I got to see you. Why, you're a fine young woman, you know, and I think I tip my hat. I'll I'll take a look and I'll see what I can do. I might be able to reduce the price a little. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I sure do appreciate that. Uh, you head off. Jivrim goes back to his little hut. Nice. And yeah, you head on into town. I assume you're pushing your cart. Or pulling it, rather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you walk through the town. You go down a few tiers of the pit which has various tunnels marked into it, but some of them have like various paint and or other kinds of markings above them. One of them uh, you walk past is labeled High Tunnel Tavern. So you go into basically what is a cave. 
It is lit by mirrored light. There are some people in here, perhaps some people who are gotten off work from mining or just traveling through. Um, you, you see some Sun Dweller humans, you see a few Sig Sikir. You see over in one corner actually a Miktra on a take, which is the kind of bug person that looks the most like a bug. Think of them as centaurs, except where the horse part is beetle and the human part is also beetle. <laughs> That's bad. And th this Miktra is just having a drink with some other people. There's, looks like there's a Sig Sikir over there. And there are some Devra in the room. There's like a kind of cluster of four. I pretend they can't see me. Have I seen any other Onatek on the way here? How, like, commonplace are they? Onatek tend to either gather in large groups or be one of a f only a few in a given area. Whereas Sig Sikir tend to mingle with humans quite a bit, and then Devra tend to cluster. I think one of the Devra is hanging off of a support from the ceiling, hanging upside down from their prehensile feet. Her tail is kind of, yes, they have tails, we've decided. Prehensile. Well, they have hands, they have four, hands on four, their feet. Four hands and six fingers per hand. I should also note that Devra have these sort of ram-like horns on their heads. Yeah, you can't see mine because I have a hat. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that a stage whisper? Uh, your character? Yeah. <laughs> no, not me, I just start vaping. Is vaping consistent? That's why, that's what I'm asking, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. I think, actually, if anyone were to have some kind of version of vaping, it would be you with your algae. So I think you can smoke algae. For the, for the uninitiated, or the people who are in this room, Sam just leaned over and whispered in Lucky's ear, can I vape in here? I don't know if you're allowed to vape in the bar. Yes, as far as I, I know, either. none of the players here vape, so this was... Interesting to hear. Okay. As so, far as you know. I will start vaping in the bar, notably. <laughs> okay. Great. So you, I guess, thing. roll up. No, no, I'm vaping. I've gotta, I've gotta vape. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. You said, you Help said me. if anyone has it. Okay, it's yeah, good. you made one. You built yeah. one. That's kind of your thing. This is very silly. <laughs> I'm with the captain. Okay, so I'll first go up to the bartender, because I assume this is a tavern. Is there a water fountain, or do you just, was there like a bar where he get water from? You can literally make water, you're a catalyst. <laughs> I forget I can, alright, so in that case I will go to the, so is there like a bar sort of area? Was yeah, so there, there is an innkeeper, she is standing behind the bar, uh, she is a Kanak Rigoshi, which is what is the official term for sun dweller humans. This woman has dark skin and somewhat like braided hair is wearing some, it, it's surprisingly colorful, actually, clothing. Clearly she's put some dyes into this clothes, so she expects it to last for longer than a few months. And uh, she's currently talking with one of the other patrons, another Kanakurgoshi human. Interesting. First of all, I'll pull up my robe so that like my, so this, well, I guess aside from the forearms, my bug-like appearance is not as visible from the back. I'll sit down at the bar and politely interrupt and say, Excuse me, friend, how much for an empty glass? <laughs> <laughs> Only an empty glass for you, love. That would be all, thanks. Oh, okay. She reaches down under the bar and pulls out a 
glass. <laughs> Alright, so then I will... How does my, like, staff shard work? Can I, like... Is you it... have to pick up the entire thing. Do I have to pick oh, it? You just shove it into the glass and then fill them there like it's a... Like it's a Please box. tell me no, the shard no, is detachable. You put the staff <laughs> on the ground, your finger above the glass, you turn the staff and water pours out of your finger like a faucet. That's how I do it. Um, okay, you flip the staff in the air like you twirl it, and then like water just spews out in every direction. <laughs> I'm sorry, that happens. I just stab the glass with my staff. Y'all are the worst. Uh, I think my suggestion is the most legitimate. I'll, I'll have you all know. Okay, the way that yeah, the way your staff works is yes, the shard that rests in your staff. Yes, you can pull it out with the size of shard that you are using. As long as you are touching either the shard or the staff, which kind of acts as a channel, you can pretty much fill the glass. You could, like, put out your hand, and it, it would just fill up as if from nowhere. Oh, in that case, I will just, instead of detaching the uh, staff, I'll just hold it in one hand, and then fill the glass in the meantime while defending- Can I, can I counterspell that from across the room? <laughs> <laughs> sure! If you want to. Okay, so this was going to be a simple check. Go ahead and make an easy check. Whoa, that's a lot of success. Yeah, you and still you still success easy. Yeah, yeah, you're you're fine. I assume you were casting from your <laughs> my cart's on me. So you uh, just kind of reach under your cart and touch where Trishell is held. Your small, tiny crab-like shard, basically a living shard, and you feel a kind. You sense like a a tension almost with your casting, it's like some something is fighting you a little bit. Yes. You now have a glass of water. So I will, <laughs> so I will first, I will take, I will alternate between sipping it and just like slightly manipulating the water so that I can like drip feed it to Krabby. <laughs> and then while I'm doing this definitively facing away from the beetle I saw in the corner, I use telepathy and say, greetings, my friend. What brings you to this strange abode? There are not many like us in this realm. You get a response from the Mictra Onatek. Well, I live here. Who are you? Where are you? What brings you within the hive radius? I am but a holy traveler on, on a mission unbeknownst to all but myself. I was just, I am just new here and I am searching for what this realm entails for me, and I was surprised to see another one of, well, not quite my kind, but it was... <gasps> wait, sorry. Oh, whoa. God, that's... Okay. That was so mean. Okay, whoa. No, no, no. I was, tr I was trying to at least say that, like, bug, bug, human, but oh, right, he doesn't know this. All right, can I just retcon <laughs> that um, statement? No, I think that you are that cumbersome. And then, I think uh, you're just racist. <laughs> I just sort of instantly realized, that, oh, uh, no mistake, I believe that all of us are equal under the eyes of the creator. That uh, remark was supposed to simply, um... <laughs> I think you need to make a cool check. <laughs> I am really glad that my stupid shy butt decided to conceal myself. <laughs> this is actually sort of, like, weirdly in character. <laughs> Was accidentally racist. <laughs> so, two advantages, but two advantages. Two okay. Failed. So you have managed to be kind of offensive, but I think that you can get out of this somehow. All right, I uh, apologize. Yeah, um, I have spent so much time on the road that my 
that encompass my ability, skill, my uh, own dignities have failed me. Let's uh, let us try and uh, start anew. So tell me, uh, you mentioned a uh, hive, yes? I will forgive this slight. I I understand the difficulty with relating to others of our kind, especially when we have been alone for so long. There's no official hive here, but I was just referring to the distance that you, I can hear you, of course. And just as something to know, the telepathy radius is 100 miles. So that means you are within 100 miles of this friend. There are other cities that might be nearby, or you might be passing through. I will forgive this slight, but where are you? You, you must be nearby to have decided to notice me. I'm just... I'm just a miner here, in Paltrill, if, if you didn't know. I am indeed nearby. I'm simply, I am tending to the needs of myself and my, and my dear Harold. Um, I mean you no harm. I'm simply, I'm simply new, new. Make a vigilance check. God, I'm really bad with words, but this is very accurate, I suppose. Congrats. Okay. Yeah, so you notice walking up behind you is the Mictra Onatek. And he kind of skitters over and uh, doesn't sit down because this bar, the chairs that you're in don't really, they don't really fit. There are some, there are a few others further down that would fit. And actually I think they skitter past you, kind of tap you on the shoulder and then they go over to one of these more accommodating chairs. At this point, I think there's like about half a glass, so I will sort of take Krabi, just sort of set him in the glass, so oh. <laughs> and walk over. You could take okay. the glass with Taking you. the glass with me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's me again, Alex Conwell. I hope you're enjoying our first session. I think we are all a little nervous to start this out, especially me. The mid-roll is the place commonly used in the podcasts that I listen to, where we can talk to you about news, sponsors, and other little things. First up, sponsors. We have no sponsors. We're brand new. Second thing, the explanation of season zero that I promised, as well as a little bit more about myself. As I said before, season zero of Dice Weave is an experimental project that I put together as a month-long winter term project during my last year at Oberlin College. I only got into tabletop role-playing games in the last couple years, around the same time I decided to major in cinema studies. I immediately fell in love with storytelling, world-building, game design, the collaborative aspects of TTRPGs, and started listening to actual play podcasts such as The Adventure Zone, Critical Role, and The One-Shot Network. It quickly became my dream to run, or be in, an actual play podcast. My academic advisor told me to simply do it, make a podcast. This is that podcast. Season Zero of Diceweave exists as a starting point for what I hope to be a longer-running podcast, possibly exploring multiple worlds and role-playing systems that will start sometime after I graduate. It is unlikely that Issa, Will, or Sam will be willing or able to be involved in its future. That's okay. The future is uncertain, and we all have our own paths to follow. I'm thankful that they are here to kick things off. Anyway, that's enough from me. Back to the show. Yeah, I was gonna walk over to the table of people. He said like there's the the lizard oh, one and like you're leaving me to just vape in the corner alone. <laughs> I'm just vape in the corner alone. I'm in okay. a bar. I'll do better vape tricks then. Do you have to roll for that? I really cool. don't. I don't really don't care about rolling for better vape tricks. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Actually, can I roll for better vape tricks? Yeah, what are are you trying to impress anyone around you? No, I just want to do better vape tricks. It's funny. God, I love we've been here for 30 seconds and I've already been racist. And one of it's just being at the fucking corner. Hey, I haven't done anything wrong yet. I'm about to. I'm also allowed to vape in here, GM said so. You can physically, no one's yelling at you. Is that coordination? Oh, it would be coordination. That's a good. But that's a good point. Is that what's required for mouths? Is that not charm? What are my options? Either coordination, or I get. You can try skullduggery. It's not really gonna matter. Oh. So you try and do a cool vape trick, and uh, <laughs> this, I've rolled these three times. Each one is blank. I want. I want you to know. These yellow dice hate me. I want to roll the other ones yeah, for now. Right. <laughs> okay. I'll try to do. Um, so yeah, you, you, you go ahead and try and do a cool vape trick. You kind of mess up. You try and blow a smoke ring, but you accidentally kind of like hiccup almost um, and breathe it in. But then it goes out through your nose and it looks... <laughs> It's kind of like you're some kind of dragon. Okay. Okay. In the meantime, I'm gonna construct a. Okay, so this is a table of like people talking. Yeah. Okay. How many of them are there? There is a table of Debra. Not them. And there's a table of two humans and a seat seeker. Them. I'm gonna go saunter up to that table. Is there an extra chair? As I'm walking, I grab one like and drag behind me and look really cool. I pull up to the table, sit down at it backwards, and say, "So, what about this treasure then?" Where? Who are you? Where are you from? Um, I'm Captain Vault. I'm from, you know, just about everywhere. I'm just, you know, interested. I'm a historian, you could say. A historian? Hmm. Well, like that. what I heard, I wasn't involved in this, mm -hmm. but, and the Seek Secure pipes up, hey, you know, we shouldn't be talking about this. This We weren't supposed to. It's, oh, it, it's fine, you know. It's gossip. It's I, I wink gossip. It, I wink Everyone at her. knows about it. I heard from my friend whose cousin whose sister was digging. Okay. And they said that um, they were digging and they came across a whole <clears throat> bunch of stuff. Like, I, I was told that they found old weapons. Oh, um, I, I think they might have found some armor or something. I don't know. I, like, um, Paula, <laughs> uh, the other dark dweller, next sun dweller, she was like, I heard that they even found an entire body been in there for years. Body? Yeah. What, kind, what do you mean? I, I don't know, I just heard about it. Okay. Like, I'm, I I heard they found like a whole person. And the Seek Secure across the table. I heard they found th an entire trove of bodies. There's no body, They like, bodies don't last. They don't last around here. Um, everyone knows that. They kind of found a body. Wow. That's really something. So, so then what, what happened after that, right? They, they dug and they found this and then what? Oh, well they kicked them, they kicked everyone out, obviously. Oh, who's they? Well, the archaeologists. They, 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 like, just swooped in out of nowhere after a couple days. I guess it was, I guess they heard about it and... Sure, yeah. But, you know, they, they just came in and kicked everyone out and, they, and no one's been in there since. They, well, maybe there have been a few people. I think they've set some people to guard it, keep other people out. But, you know, for the most part, they're just kind of keeping it hush until, I guess, they can figure out what it is. Wow, that's really interesting. Cool. Yeah. They don't want us breaking any of it with our mining. <sighs> Whatever. I mean... I would trust you to mine carefully. 
Thank you. See, I she gets it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, this is this is what you do. You've gotta be good at it. Orik, uh, what are you up to? You went over to the yeah. this Mictra on attack. With a with a crab glass. So yeah, you go over and you sit down and you continue your conversation silently, but you're actually facing each other now. And it says, Well, traveler, do you have a name? Do you have a title? You seem like a person of the cloth. Which cloth, by the way? My name is Tyakwek of the Infinite Hive. The Infinite Hive? What is the Infinite Hive? I've never heard of them. Oh, a reasonable misunderstanding. The passages of history have been lost to the new world, but you see, I'm not from any conventional hive, or I am as, since I was a uh, small creation, I was taken by uh, some unscrupulous figures. They uh, raised me to a life of banditry and hedonism, and I was lucky to have escaped with my own life. These days, I simply, I wandered the uh, plains around me, uh, and I found a new column, that of the gardener. Tell me, my friend, um, have you heard <laughs> of the gardener? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I used to raise the evil. That'll tell. <laughs> Batch didn't spill the first person. <laughs> the first he, asked, he asked your name. He doesn't have a filter. Okay, just, yeah. Much like the player, uh, this large on a take is just kind of nodding along. <laughs> like, hmm, that that must have been very hard for you. Um, my name is Hikmayek of Hive Yib. Uh, no, that's a bad syllable to start with. My name is Hikmayek of Hive Mbitrilrf. Also a bad syllable to start with, but that's a canonical hive now. And, you know, I'm, that must have been very hard for you. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about that. It is um, fine. Such is, such is the will of the gods. And then I say so. I often get believers of, uh, of the gods around here. They haven't, no one's seen them in you know, a while. It is indeed a tragedy. But do not worry, my friend. I take it, I take it you are a loyalist then? Loyalists are... Uh, actually, make a knowledge roll. You have a uh, three successes and a triumph. Okay, so you actually know quite a bit about the Loyalists. You know that the Loyalists are a religious group who believe in the old gods, the seven old gods, who at some point created the world of Zabrik that you live on, and at some point disappeared. They tend to believe in them as either the martyrs or the makers, usually kind of interchangeably. And then they sacrifice themselves to save the world. You gotta triumph. What do you think that's gonna be? Let's say I'm like well versed in sort of the dynamic and sort of both as to like how loyalists are in society, how many of them there are, and what like their general opinions. Okay. I'd like to say that like, I, since I'm you know, consider myself a uh, prophet of the gardener. I like to try and keep good tads on my subjects. Okay, you know that the loyalists believe in the gods much in the same way that you do, in that they were called the gardener and the visionary, the, the group that you know about. 
You know that they are divided into two sects, the conservatists and the triplicists. Conservatists, they argue that Cadex is what destroyed the world, the, this third sun that exists always behind you. Um, yeah, it does sound very similar to you, and uh, you may indeed be a conservatist. Uh, the triplicists argue that Cadex is actually an agent of the martyrs created to watch over the world, and that using its power is a way to touch their divine will. Oh yeah, sorry, I also forgot to mention uh, what you, you asked about how many there are. It's like a widespread one. Um, it's not as big as the Mythodoxy of Light, but they, they do, they are kind of like everywhere. Ah yes, my fellow believers, it is, I uh, knew little of the culture after escaping, escaping from my den of evils, and it is good to see that life still has its claim on the world, though even so, within the ranks, within the ranks, evil itself festers, such as the uh, harsh nature of the demonic sun. You, could you believe that people could ever consider it to be our savior? But enough about enough about me. It is uncommon to see someone so far away from their hives. Tell me your story. Well, I don't I don't know much about evil. Cadex uh, is there. <laughs> I mean, kind of ignore it mostly. But anyway, um, I clearly. Anyway, my story, I basically just, I was born, I, I was born in the hive that I said earlier that I'm not going to try to pronounce again. And eventually I moved here. I found, I heard that there was, you know, good money in working in Paltrill. A few years ago, you may or may not know this, they struck a, like, a, a really nice vein of not only palladium, but also they, they struck iron, like, they, we hit a lot of good stuff. The, the catalysts here take good care of us, and here I am, just kind of having a drink with you. Is... Which, um, I should probably get going. Um, I have to get back on shift, my later shift, in a bit. Wow. That's a lot! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to roll Vigilance? That... Yeah, I assume this is a success. A I can't success. even see the other die. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that he's actually just kind of a little uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> and maybe doesn't necessarily have another shift. I kind of, like, sigh and say, yeah, yes, I, under I understand. It's, uh, the burden of prophecy does make my interactions there. Curse and a blessing. Well, if I am not wanted, it is, I shall not keep you. Do not worry, my friend. I will return. Nice meeting you. <laughs> nice, nice meeting you. He kind of just gets up, scares out the cave door, and is just gone. Aww. I um, sort of soulfully pet my crap. So we've like talked for a bit. Yeah, you've been talking with these this little group of people for yeah. a bit. Do you want to roll to see if you can get any more info? Yeah, I mostly want like to know where this is. Okay. I have five advantages, but I failed. Okay. That's you cool. ask about how like where it is. Yeah. And they kind of look around. The seek secure at the table kind of glares at the other two, and they're like, oh, probably shouldn't talk oh. about that. I was just curious, you know, it's a, it's a big place here, I just was worried I might get lost and run into it on accident. 
By spending three advantages, you can successfully conceal your true goal. Cool. Well, yeah, I will I will do that. They don't know anything about the fact that I'm trying to uh, steal everything in there. And I have two more advantages. By the way, I have a, a, another friend here. I don't know if you want to meet him, too. I get, like, wave to you across the bar. Okay, I, I'll come over. With vacant hands. I'm not sure I can both conceal my true intentions and try to coerce him into telling me where this is. But, oh well, aside to you, hey. They were just telling me about this big archaeological find that they made. I know that you're interested in that kind of thing, so. Oh! Oh, are you an archaeologist too? Did you. Are you here to try and take a look or something? Latecomer? Where'd you yeah. come from? Me? I'm from downstairs. Downstairs. Oh, okay. Down downstairs. I, I get it. Yeah, with the you've got the. Yeah, I'm I'm pale as shit still. <laughs> the uh, pallid. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm pale as a ghost. Color, <laughs> color palette. Um, well, welcome to the surface. Awesome. Yeah, I was just wondering where the site actually is, so I can get to it. Well, uh, it's shouldn't you already know? You know, like I don't know. You okay. If, if you're really interested in finding out about this thing, I, I would go talk to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nautic? Um, kind of, Anatek names are really hard to say. Yeah, go talk to Nautic. They give you some directions to and where you can talk to, to a scientist or archaeologist. Okay. And they know where the... Yeah, I, they're, they're heading up the research right now, I think. I think it's kind of their find. I mean, obviously, someone found it. I... Then your friend's it's cousin's friend's sister cousin. should probably have more rights to find than this fellow. They should be a little concerned. They might want a little protection to uh, make sure they don't uh, get hit by these bodyguards they got uh, wandering around here guarding the treasure. You might want to give your uh, friend's uh, cousin's sister a tip that they might want to hire some uh, muscle. You threatening us? Of course not. I'm just giving you some advice. From what I've seen of them, they seem pretty harmless. I'm just letting you know, they... They can be tricky, you know? They'll uh, screw you out of a deal right quick and uh -huh. leave no trace. Archaeologists can sometimes be iffy. It was lovely talking to all of you. I'll, I'll, I'll get you all around the drinks. I, I walk out of the bar. I, I see them both leave, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll vape one more time before I stand I... outside the door and just... And just shout, greetings, travelers. I have good news. <laughs> and then just sort of, in order to cut the ramp short, you see, calls my staff to cause like a little dramatic display of lightning and shout, may the great grand visionary be with you all. And then I just kind of leave. I think you're going to have to roll. Can I try to counter that? Just an aesthetic display to make me look cool. I feel my roll pride. Yeah. Oh man, I should have tried to sell water. Actually, I'm gonna upgrade this check <laughs> by transferring a story point. So turn it into a red die, because this is foolish. That's what we call a failure, but three advantages. Yeah, so you try and call it some like electrical discharge into this building, and everyone just kind of ignores you. And you, I just kind of walk out, maybe sulking a little, because yeah, that was, an epic failure. <laughs> but no one saw it. No one noticed that you failed. Yeah. <laughs> you banged your staff on the ground and it left. It's <laughs> true. Thanks, bang. Gandalf. <laughs> Diceweave is produced and edited by Alex Conwell. The voice of Aleleth is Sam Chapin. The voice of Captain Sonu Caval is Issa Jackson. 
The voice of Ta Ek Orek is Will Leet. The world of Zaverick was created by Alex Conwell, who can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on YouTube as Alex Conwell. For news and other information about the future of Diceweave, you can follow the Diceweave Twitter at DiceweavePod. The Diceweave logo was created by Allison Meredith Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator or emailed at ahealy at ah-creative.com. The role-playing system used for Diceweave Season 0 is Genesis, published by Fantasy Flight Games.